All right, everyone, welcome back into another episode of the Spoiler Alert podcast. I am not alone today. Ty is not alone today. We are together. He's back. Ty himself. Um, and he's seen some good movies, some bad movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about all of them. I've seen four movies since the last time we were on the podcast together. Yes. It's good to be back, brother. Uh, we will both be reviewing the new Netflix comedy, The Outlaws. Um, so we'll go through that. Spoilers and no spoilers. It's, you know, it's a comedy. There's not really, you shouldn't yeah. care that much if you get something right. spoiled. The whole thing, yeah. all the points to laugh. So let's hop right into it. Uh, so movie of the week, the only one that matters at all. Open on a Tuesday for some reason because they're weird. <laughs> and Ty saw it on the opening day because he's weird. No, <laughs> as, as the YouTube commenters would say, you fucking nerd. You know? yeah. Dude, I was the only person in the theater, so I must be fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that, it's just weird to open a movie on a Tuesday. Genuinely, nobody had to, people just didn't know that it opened on a Tuesday. Yeah. At 3.20. Because why would it? Exactly. <laughs> Has that ever happened before? Like, I, I don't know if that's I've never seen that before. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie as as big as Mission Impossible is on a day that's not a, at least a Thursday. Yeah. Like, I don't even think Infinity War slash Endgame did that. Yeah. So um, crazy. Anyways, uh, another Mission Impossible. You know the deal at this point. Ethan Hunt and his IMF team must track down a dangerous weapon before it fa- falls into the wrong hands. Uh, you know, that sounds like a basic Mission Impossible movie. But Ty, you've already seen it. I have saw the number for your review. Let's not reveal that just yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let you review. The new Mission Impossible. One word. One word. Epic. OK, good enough. And yeah. I, we all know Tom Cruise is just the goat. So absolutely he did it again. He doesn't miss. We said it he, after we watched we watched Maverick. He just doesn't fucking miss. And that's what's kind of interesting because uh, I'm I'm gonna be paying attention to the box office. You know, this versus Maverick. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be that'll be good to see because both of them. You know, obviously there hasn't been a Top Gun in twenty, thirty years, however long it's mm-hmm. been. And Mission Impossible, we get one every you know five years, maybe three to five years. So people were obviously thirsty for a new Top Gun, but there's just mm-hmm. something about this Mission Impossible that feels bigger. Than the yeah, others. the stunts, everything like especially even just from what we saw in the in the trailer, everything seems bigger in this one. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, gangs getting back together. You get old Tom Cruise, Simon Pegg, Haley Atwell, um, the usual suspects for this. Um, but we don't need to talk about it too much. Just go see it. That's already our recommendation to go see it. Yep. And uh, we'll fully review it next episode. Hell yeah. I just got to get my ass to the theater. <laughs> You're, it's, it's well worth it. All right. So other one here, one that I was excited for and one I thought was coming out uh, earlier. That looks pretty funny. Another Sundance type film, which very hit and miss, uh, but it's called Theater Camp. The eccentric staff of a rundown theater camp in upstate New York must band together with the beloved founder's broy son to keep the camp afloat. And of course, the broy son is Jimmy uh, Tatro, who only knows how to play a bro in everything. I know. <laughs> or young or young Bert Kreischer, who is probably just a bro. Yeah. So it can't be worse than the machine. So, you know, he probably picked a, a, a better film here. It looks funny from the trailer. 
seems silly. You know, I, I did some theater in in college, and you get some uh, some characters in there, and I think they're really going to hit on that here. <laughs> I can only imagine, dude. But, you know, directors, two directors here, Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman, uh, neither one of them seem to have directed anything in the past. Uh, Molly Gordon is in The Bear. She plays Claire, which I haven't seen yet, but I'm going to start that pretty uh, wow. quickly. I didn't know she was directing movies and shit. That's There's, pretty cool. Yeah, here she is. Um, she was also in uh, Good Boys as Hannah. I don't know who that is. And then she was in Booksmart as AAA, which I believe was... I forget what AAA stands for. I'm pretty sure it stood for like uh some slut that did like everything ah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was code for that uh in that movie book was pretty good also yeah yeah i like that one the one movie olivia wilde directed that was good <laughs> uh nick lieberman not known for much uh this is yet another movie that started out as a short and then turned into an actual full uh full-length film it looks funny enough. I was just looking for movie tickets for this one. It's not playing anywhere near me like yeah. at all. And I'm thinking this is going to be streaming like soon. Yeah, it ha- it has to, especially if it does decent enough and where it is released. You know, maybe they start opening it up to make it a little wider. Yeah, I was thinking that. I have box office mojo pins. I want. I need to start looking at like the the budgets for these kind of movies that they're not even playing anywhere, but they're only in theaters so i don't know how they're expecting to make money they'd almost be better off just dropping it right onto amazon or something that's kind of what's nice at uh being here in austin is these alamo draft houses they're willing to give those movies a shot uh um i don't see anything budget detail wise here let's see at least on imdb well i don't either imdb owns box office mojo so that Mm -hmm. makes sense that neither have it so low budget is what is what it is (laughs) surely yeah surely uh the next one here the miracle club which has quite a few uh actresses in it that i really like um this is uh story is there's just one dream for the women of oh boy balagar to taste freedom to win a pilgrimage to the sacred french town of lords uh but kathy bates maggie smith old fucking Professor McGonagall. Professor McGonagall, uh, Laura Linney from um, Ozark, and then I mean, Mama Boucher herself. You know, Kathy Kathy Bates. <laughs> but uh, I think that's a stellar cast. You know, I the trailer. Oh, yeah. It's uh, you know, I don't exactly know what's going on, but very rarely does Kathy Bates miss. She's in quite a few great films and and television shows as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I will say McGonagall's looking old as shit in this, dude. Yeah, well, how old is she now? She's got to be old as shit. Got to be, dude. Her her, fi- her entire face is just wrinkle. Holy fuck. She is... No. She's pushing 100. No. 91. Oh, my God, dude. She looks old 91. I'm not going to lie. She looks no, old no, 89. 89. Either way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, shit. that's good for her still out there working and doing shit at that age, but my gosh, she looks old. Yeah, that's that's wild. So how, what, 
the Harry Potter was what twenty years ago, so she was sixty. Give or take, yeah. She was doing. Yeah, she looked. 69. She looked old in those, and she was. I mean, sixty is like old, but it's not. It's not eighty nine or ninety. I think that's just like a British thing, you know. It's like once yeah, you hit forty, true. you just stay and look the same. <laughs> for that's the so next true, though. Year. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, she's in it. She's still going. I like her. You know. Yeah, yeah. Props, props to her. Um. We'll we'll see what happens here. Director Thaddeus O'Sullivan, which is a sick name. Uh, that sounds but, very British too. Yeah, or Irish. <laughs> Uh, he has made, looks like a lot of TV series I've never heard of, likely British television. That priest there's something that they're talking to looked exactly like Killian Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. <laughs> Who is he? Let's see. Okay. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, likely another one. I don't think this has a wide release either. No, they the, Wow. The closest theater to me, I guess that's Thursday. Let's try Friday. Friday, it gets a little closer. Um, but if I look at Thursday showings for this, the closest one to me is 48 miles away. Jeez. So won't be traveling to see that one. Probably. Oh, there's actually, there's actually one playing here. This is playing uh, Westmoreland County at the good old Westmoreland Mall, 23 miles away from me. Oh, boy. I can't believe theater camp isn't playing, but this one is. Yeah, well, I guess know. I can't actually. This is way more, <laughs> way more like prestige cast to it. Probably got some money behind it. Than old uh, Zonder. Yeah, Zonder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final one here. You know, we always got to have some kooky ass uh, horror film, but this one is called The Flood. A daring jailbreak during a dangerous Louisiana hurricane is interrupted by a horde of large hungry alligators. Hell uh, yeah. That's all you need to know. This really sounds like, what was it, Crawl? Is that the oh, other yeah, alligator yeah. movie? Yeah. So pretty much that, but uh, in a jail. I've never heard of a single one of these people, and I can't tell if they're all like Irish or something. They all have very weird sounding names. You mean besides Casper Randy, Van Dean? Yeah, <laughs> besides Randy Wayne, everybody else sounds very, very foreign. They got Randy Wayne, the only guy from Wisconsin. Randall Bacon. That's, that's pretty good, too. Bear Williams. Eh, that's some of them American. Wrong, but... There's someone named Bear. Oh, Ian well, this, So this takes place in Louisiana. It is filmed in Bangkok, Thailand. What? <laughs> that's yeah. so bizarre. They're pretty similar. They're basically the same place. <laughs> Director Brandon Slag. Let's see what Lady the boys fuck, in the street. This this director began his career as a heavy metal vocalist. Damn right, he did for who? Um, I don't even know. I don't even know. Doesn't even say. He made a Charles Manson movie too. Wait, what? House of Manson. He uh, looked like something. Composer. White knuckle extreme. <laughs> I think he just tries to make like, like edgy, yeah. edgy-ish horror movies. Great. The Black Dahlia Haunting. Oh, House he, of Manson. He's from Austin. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Why was this movie filmed in Thailand then? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense at it's all. It's probably cheap. Has to be. I don't. And then the second. Recording. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Uh, all right. We'll edit these together. I'll get what came from Craig before he shut his fat ass down and whatever. I'm recording locally. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, looking at the trailer, you know, uh, one of those blondes is their tops coming off. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it just got that vibe. You just, you just know it's going to happen. That, that gator looks so bad, dude. Dude, I can, they, uh... How does this have lion's gate attached to it? It has, like... That was four... another shocker. Oh, my God. Even the, the the shot of that, like, hotel or whatever the hell that is, that looked like shit. It's like a CGI storm going on at a hotel. That looked like crap. That dude's got a swastika <laughs> tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> in Thailand. What in the world? Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do to make a movie. It's just so funny. The picture on IMDb is like the movie poster, but on a Blu-ray disc box. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, so like outdated. <laughs> it's like coming straight to Blu-ray that people totally watch. It was like five years ago. I had a sick Blu-ray collection, and now it's like I haven't even put one of those in anything Yeah, it's, in five years. It's a shame because like, obviously no they're great quality and all that, but you can still stream yeah. at that quality. Yeah, and it's like now, even before we could stream even easier than we – can now i would just buy movies on amazon to just stream them whenever yep the dead business dead business baby <laughs> uh, yeah probably probably not seeing the flood here that might be one that we just kind of laugh at this looks like winnie the pooh levels of jank it has to be better though right i mean surely <laughs> hopefully i mean instead of a Maybe. one you get a two I guess <laughs> if you have to. Um, all right, Ty, you are back to do the news section. Uh, take it away. Yeah, we all start off with a couple new trailers that dropped just because there wasn't a ton of news. So we got the Wonka trailer finally, and this one stars Tim Chalamet's young Willy Wonka and Hugh Grant is an Oompa Loompa. And uh, <laughs> the story's going to focus primarily on young Willy Wonka and how he met the Oompa Loompas on one of his earliest adventures. So did you watch this trailer at all? I did. And <laughs> the, I don't know. It, is, it just looks like weird. It looks like too much. I mean, the first one's a classic, and I do really like the first one. It Agreed. is like one of my all-time yeah. favorite movies. But this one is just like, it's kind of giving off like some Fantastic Beasts vibes, you know? Like, not good Harry Potter movie. Yeah. But whenever they said about like the chocolate cartel and shit, and I was just like, what are we even talking about? <laughs> There's only... Uh, you know, only they, only they can sell chocolate. He has to take them down by forcing Oompa Loompas into slavery. Yeah. So this looks wild. I mean, I'm obviously going to go see it. Yeah. Love Willy Wonka. Yeah. Tim Chalamet is that dude, but also comes out on Christmas, so it's always that. Um. Yeah. I'm not sure how to feel about this one. Hugh Grant, though, as an Oompa Loompa, could either be really funny <laughs> or just weird. Hey, Hugh I Grant's pretty funny, though. I like you, Grant. I also see Keegan-Michael Key attached here. I wonder if it's just like his voice, kind of like it was with Toad. Oh, and, yeah. And he plays also another Hoopa Loopa. 
I hope they bring back Wonka bars and all that stuff. Those were my jam. Do you remember? So they did that, and you could like get a golden ticket. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, was it wasn't it just a crunch bar? Uh, I mean, pretty. I think it, had, it was chocolate with like graham crackers. Okay. It was. I was but good. then yeah. But then for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, they made all kinds of weird Wonka shit. Right. Like those donuts. We talked about those before on the podcast, I think. Those did, donuts yeah. and like the fudgy, whatever the hell, scrum diddly umptious. That kid. Those were good too. On that kid, th- we talked about this too, but I'm pretty sure that kid was supposed to be Spider-Man. Uh, The kid in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Uh-huh. Oh, thank God he wasn't. Yeah, he lost out to uh, Tom Holland. Now he's just the good doctor. Yeah, autism. <laughs> you said it first. I was gonna. <laughs> That's what it's about. It's not like a, a yeah. slander thing. He's a good doctor. No. Yeah, he's really good. That's at the it. whole story. He's super good at it. <laughs> and he just likes to collect string or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, one other trailer here is just the Napoleon trailer, which I didn't even know this movie was coming out. And then I saw the trailer, I think, during Mission Impossible. So. It stars Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon Bonaparte, which yeah. is random as shit. And he's put on some weight since like his Joker days for this role, it looks like. Got the old chubby neck going. But uh, also stars Vanessa Kirby as Empress Josephine, who's his wife, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte's wife. Yeah. He was just a Mission Impossible. But um, this film takes a personal look at Napoleon Bonaparte's origins and his swift, ruthless climb to Emperor viewed through the prism of his addictive and often volatile relationship with his wife and one true love, Josephine. There's in way too many, like, buzzwords in that synopsis. Yeah. I I think this can be good. Um, yeah. Joaquin's been on a tear right, lately. Absolutely. Uh, oh, it's an Apple original film. Okay, so that oh, okay. makes sense. Uh, so it'll be coming to Apple TV Plus or whatever the hell it is. Uh, yeah, it Obviously, we'll see what what's nice about that when it has Apple behind it. That means big budget, and then mm-hmm. Ridley Scott's directing. Yeah, so it has potential. Um, I definitely think it has potential too. Walking Phoenix, like we said, kind of just doesn't miss either. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of like period movies. Yeah, that's fair. So it kind of I don't know they they're like really hit or miss for me. It's like that's um, just kind of just boring. It feels like it was maybe it was because you know when we were growing up, every period piece was either uh, Mel Gibson or Russell Crowe. Literally, actually, yeah, <laughs> those were the only ones. I mean, they're they're pretty good. I mean, Braveheart's up there for one of the greatest movies, and mm-hmm. uh, same with Gladiator. So, uh, which also you know had really Ridley Scott attached to it, of course. But uh, he. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, mm-hmm. It might be one. It's two hours thirty eight minutes. That's the other problem with these period movies. They make them way too fucking long. Yeah, at least we know that he knows his way around a period movie like that. You know, like Gladiator and all that. Yeah. So we'll yep. see. This will. This I'm sure this will get like crazy good reviews. You know. Sure, it'll win awards. Mm-hmm. But will it be for you know the masses, the people? Yeah. And that is probably where I would have to say no, but yeah, I don't, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. find out. Then just a couple other quick things here with the news. We got a, our first couple looks at Deadpool 3. Have you seen these at all? 
I have, yeah. I, I slightly talked about it uh, last episode, just seeing the images of of uh, Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine and hanging out with Ryan. I mean, they're buddies. Yeah. They're they're always together anyways. Uh-huh. He's got the authentic blue and yellow suit. Yeah. And there's also, like, a fight between him and Deadpool taking place on the beach in front of, like, a broken-down 20th Century Fox logo. So <laughs> people are going crazy <laughs> online about if Deadpool's just going to kill all the X-Men from the Fox universe and all that. So that That's was going to be a wild one. That was a thing. I think that was a comic book series where uh, – mm-hmm. What was it? Deadpool kills Deadpool Marvel. kills the X Men or something or, like that. Yeah, yeah. I or think Marvel it was quite or something a few like that. Yeah. X, uh, Deadpool kills. I don't. I can't remember if it was like all Marvel or just like. Yeah, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. That's awesome. It ran for one year. <laughs> he just kills everybody. Just killing everybody. Yeah, that's it actually hilarious. Sick. It looks like dark too. Like the first. No, not the first. The the fourth book is just him with the Punisher tied up, and he's about to decapitate him. I wonder why Deadpool kills the entire Marvel Universe, but now I'm very interested. It might be the thing, because he was in love with Lady Death. Oh. Um, so, I'm, I, I, again, I'm just guessing here, but that sounds like something she would want to happen. Um, there was also the thing, like, when... Thanos was a big part of the Marvel films. They were like, Deadpool's going to come in and compete with him because Thanos was also in love with death. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, a little little bit of comic book stuff there. There's so many universes, too, so it's impossible to keep track of it all. <laughs> this is just really funny now. I'm just, like, down a Deadpool rabbit hole, but Dead ki- Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again. Again, yeah. And then Deadpool <laughs> kills Deadpool. That's just, like, great. Like, you gotta... I need to read these comics, I think. I might actually read these, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, they're they're good. I started reading the original Deadpools and, uh, uh, what was the one after that? Deadpool and Cable. And they're funny. They're not, obviously, as, uh, at least the early ones. They're not as, uh, what's the word? Uh, there's not as much cussing as there is in like the Deadpool movie. Like the Deadpool movie's yeah. way out there for how oh, yeah. mouthy he is. He's definitely mouthy and talks a bunch of shit, but like mm-hmm. it's not just like fuck you, fuck this, fuck you know. It, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. very um, tame in comparison. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna look into those now couple other quick things here though so now we have the writers guild striking but now we might get sag after going on strike too Jesus. so sag after is the performers guild just like the writers guild actors have their own guild too or oh. union whatever the hell and they're preparing hollywood publicists of a list stars for a strike Damn. so now with writers guild and the actors going on strike are movies and shows just absolutely fucked i guess we're gonna see i have no idea <laughs> i did see that they said they were going to drag out the Writers Guild strike until they were starving. And they were their rent was they couldn't pay their rent, so that's nice. not a very good sign. Yeah. How that's that's great. Nice things to say. At least we'll get Barbie and Oppenheimer before the theater goes to shit. Yeah, and then we gotta, I don't know, go outside or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then speaking of Oppenheimer, it seems like we've been talking about this movie since the very first fucking podcast episode. I think we probably have, but. Yeah. Early Oppenheimer reactions are in, and a lot of really great reviews. Or some even some are even calling it Christopher Nolan's best film to date. Jeez. So there was a new trailer that played during Mission Impossible, and it kept flashing, saying "One week till Oppenheimer, one week till Oppenheimer." So I can't wait. 
finally i can't wait to see this fucking movie finally mm-hmm. uh that way i can quit talking about it as much but i'm very excited for it and i think it's going to be good absolutely and ty that brings me into my game hello do you want to play a game <laughs> so oh boy i uh have on our show doc here i put billy the puppet from the saw movies just you know <laughs> gotta stare you in the face is um, his name actually billy his name is billy yes I never knew that. <laughs> yep, his name is... That is... Uh, I don't know when it's actually said that his name is Billy. I can't remember if it's the first one or not. Um, but definitely in, like, the older ones when he's, like... He's making this puppet for his wife. Oh. And, uh, yeah, he did fucking Billy. and Or, no, it wasn't <laughs> for his wife. It was for his unborn son that gets killed. Uh. And then that guy who killed his unborn son becomes his first victim okay um, i got gotcha. you yeah, a little bit of saw lore there <laughs> um, <laughs> so little things uh less dark here but you know talking about christopher nolan and this maybe being his best film it got me thinking who are the highest grossing film directors of all time and so i got a list here let's do we're gonna do the the top 10 and you you should i'm pretty sure you'll know all of their names um, okay. Some of them we've already talked about in this episode. Uh, so ten? We're going to do ten? So we're, we're going to do five or ten? We're going to do ten, just because okay. you know all the names. Okay. Okay, well, number one's got to be Spielberg now. That is right. Easy. He has made $10.7 billion at the box That's, office. That is nuts. How now, about James Cameron? Uh, before we jump on the James Cameron, you nailed that. That's also number two. Um, but can you let's let's add a little little bit more to it. So Steven Spielberg, what was his highest grossing film? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Would it be And you'll be surprised, I think. Oh shit. Um nineties movie. A nineties movie. Ninety Spielberg. Is it Jurassic Park? It is Jurassic Park. No way. One point zero five billion dollars for Jurassic Park. That's his highest grossing movie? It is his highest grossing movie. You would think that it's much higher than that. Right? Yeah. So uh and this is as of let me let me make sure. Uh uh May of this year. So wow. Jurassic Park being in there, that obviously wouldn't have changed in the past couple of months. Um, Damn. But yeah, that is his highest grossing film. And I think Shout that includes, like, you know, re-releases and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I think it has to. It didn't make $1.05 billion in 90, what, 93 when it released? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, doing inflation and all that, we could do the math. It's probably ridiculous right now Yeah. how much it would have been in, this, in today's. A shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Jurassic Park is his highest grossing film, which is shocking. Uh, that is not number two. You did say James Cameron, so you're going right in order here. James Cameron is behind him at 8.7 billion worldwide box office. Now this one, you know, this might be a toss up. Uh, do you know which one it is between the three of his big movies? Huh? Is it Avatar? It is just Avatar. Yes. Okay, that's my at 2.9 billion. And I went to look. I'm like, because that's where I'm like, wait, is this wrong? Is this out of date? Um, because Avatar Way of Water is not far behind. I think it's at, like, 2.3 or something like that. Yeah, it's really, like, right there. Yeah. 
All right, you got okay. one and two in order. Can you stay in order? Can you get number three? I'm going to say Marty Scorsese? No, he's not even top ten. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. People okay, don't like mob Chris... movies as much as me, as us. <laughs> how about Quentin Tarantino? Nope, not even top ten. Really? Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan. There he is. He is number seven at $4.9 billion. Okay, uh, I think three's got to be George Lucas then. No, no, no George Lucas on this. What? <laughs> Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson, number four. Six point oh five gosh. billion. Uh biggest movie, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Wow. So you've gotten one, two, four, seven. One, two, four, and seven. And you're gonna you're gonna know all these names. Oh boy. Or this is the hint hint. A couple names. Okay. A couple names. I'm drawing a blank here. I'm, uh, I'm just... give, Marvel, Marvel. Oh, 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 oh. How can I forget? It's the, um... I can't even think of their name now. <laughs> the bros. Russo brothers. The Russo, Russo brothers, brothers, yes. They are at $6.8 billion Avengers Endgame being their biggest one with $2.8 billion. Wow. Yeah, I mean... How could I forget them? So they're number three? They are number three. So you have one through four and seven. One, two, four, seven. Uh, think about someone we just talked about. Um, did, did, did I say Christopher Nolan then? You did say Nolan, yes. So before that. <laughs> Ridley yeah, Scott. No worries, no worries. It is Ridley Scott, yes. He is at number 10 with $4.4 billion. Um. And the top movie for him is not what you would think, nor is it very much money, but his top movie is The Martian. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. With Jeez. just $654 million. So he didn't even break a billion dollars, um, but he's still up here. I think he's That's made a lot of movies, yeah. I'm uh, just going to have to look up movie directors now one, two. just to get a list in here. So you got four. I'll, I'll give some help here. Um, as well, uh, you you called out George Lucas, but he was not the director for some of these films. So who else has directed some Star Wars? Um, Michael Bay. Michael Bay is on here. He's not the Star Wars guy, but Michael Bay is at number five with six point five billion dollars. His biggest one is Transformers: Dark of the Moon, which probably the worst of the Transformers movies, but um, <laughs> it is. Michael Bay at number five. Um, okay, what about Tim Burton? Tim Burton is here. Uh, $4.4 billion. He has number nine. Alice in Wonderland with Johnny Depp is his number oh, one film. So you stinky got, fart of a movie. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. You got two more. One name you definitely know. The other, you definitely know the movies. I don't know if you know who directed them. Um, okay, but go go. I'm. I just gotta stick with the Star Wars hint. Star Wars. Um. He's also. It's not J.J. Abrams. It is, is J.J. Abrams. What? Number eight with four point okay. six billion. Uh, his, He's ahead of Tarantino. Tarantino's not even on the list. Tarantino's not even on the list. I'll have to look and see what Tarantino got. But that's actually fucked up. 
Tarantino. So the problem with Tarantino is like he makes fantastic films, but they are not for everyone. Whereas I think a lot of the people up here, they make movies for everyone. Yeah, that's very true. And they make a lot of movies. He's only made what eight? Yeah, something like that. Technically, like technically, like yeah, something like that. As far as directing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but you got one more here, Ty. Um, I'm not sure if you know the director, but he did all of the Harry Potter movies. All the Harry Potter movies. You're going to have to give it to me. I don't know. That one is David Yates. That's probably the only David one I Ye- wouldn't expect you to get. I wouldn't have got that one. But, yeah, yeah. he did He did the Harry Potter films. Um, he has made $6.3 in worldwide box office. Obviously, his biggest one being Deathly Hollows Part 2. Okay, so that's why he's made so much money then, because he just did all the Harry Potters. I'm looking to see exactly. what else he made. And there's Fuck nothing. <laughs> not, not, nothing. He was just buddy-buddy <laughs> buddy, buddy with J.K. Rowling, and he got he made some cash because of that friendship. Oh, yeah, he's got all the... He did the Fantastic Beasts, or at least, yeah, he did Fantastic Beasts and shit, too. Wow. Uh, Must be nice to be friends with the uh, old J.K., huh? Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it would be. Uh, let, let me look at Tarantino real quick to see how much he has made, not as an actor, as a director, he has only made, uh, 1.2 billion worldwide. Wow. That's actually pretty shocking. Directing 11 movies. I thought it would have been a lot higher than that, honestly. Yeah. I guess he does have like a really like niche audience kind, of. not yeah. even niche, but and like a lot of people just R, straight up don't hard like R rated movies. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And there, yeah, I think all of his movies are R, where the PG thirteen uh, rating always ends up with the most box office. I did see that. Whatever reason. While we're talking about him, real quick, I saw he has a book called Cinema Speculation, hmm. so I might read that. A nonfiction book by. What's it about? Debut work of nonfiction combines film criticism, film theory, and a feat of reporting yeah. and wonderful personal history. That's pretty cool. He seems like a guy that would do one of those, um, oh, what are those, like, uh, class, those online courses. Yeah, uh, what yeah, yeah. What those called? I don't remember, but, uh. Master class, is it Master class, that's what it is. He seems like a guy who could do one of those. He, he was awesome on Joe Rogan. Really, like, he just knows his shit about movies. It's, it's, yeah. He's, like, really thought, like, he's thoughtful about that stuff, too. You can tell he just, like, has a passion for movies. And that, and he, he does it with care, you know? He's like, this is my last one. He's like, uh-huh. too, too many people just keep going, and then they make shit. He's like, I never want to make shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. But, yeah, that was the game. Uh, I enjoy shit like that. That was a fun one. That was fun. It turns out I didn't know as many movie directors as I thought. David Yates. Fucking David Yates. Just, uh... Yeah, that was a good one. We'll have to, we'll have to try some other ones. Maybe maybe the next one we do do is uh, the Tarantino. You know, what, who, which of his movies in order have made the most money or something like that. I like it. It was a good game. It's yeah. a fun game. Better than a... Uh, fun game with Billy. Nor- <laughs> that's what, all right, that's the segment. Games with Billy. Games with Billy, there we go. Um, All right, Ty, let's hop into our... uh, I feel like this section is actually going to be shorter than the rest of it, but uh, the the meat of this episode, let's review the Outlaws real real quick. Um, So 
if you don't know what The Outlaws is, it is a uh, new comedy on Netflix um, starring, uh, I almost said Matthew Broderick, but that was uh, the other film we just watched with um, Jennifer Lawrence. But it's Adam Devine, Pierce Brosnan, um, Ellen Barkin, and Nina Dobrev, I think. Oh, also Michael Rooker. You know, you, you got old uh, Yondu in there as well. He just yeah, kind of yeah, showed up. Yeah, I was going to say. Beyond you for sure. Uh, so the story is a straight lace bank manager about to marry the love of his, his life. When his bank is held up by an infamous ghost bandits uh, during his wedding week, he believes his future in-laws who just arrived in town are the infamous outlaws. Um, so obviously outlaws play on words of in-laws. Ha ha. You know, <laughs> already starting there with kind of the, <laughs> the lame jokes, but it is a happy Madison film. Um, and, you know, I, I guess, Tyler, just jump into it. I think we both enjoyed it enough for a comedy. Um, now, the reviews you'll see online definitely won't reflect that. But I, I had a decent amount of laughs with this. Yeah, I think I did, too. And, I mean, for a Happy Madison movie, compared to some of their last movies, like The Wrong Missy and Father mm-hmm. of the Year, for example, way more enjoyable than those two. I even liked it more than uh, what was the latest Adam Sandler one with Aniston. Oh, Murder Mystery 2, Murder I Mystery agree. Yeah. I liked it better than that. Me too. And that one, I just, I don't know. Maybe I didn't pay enough attention to Murder Mystery 2, but it just wasn't nearly as good as the first one. There wasn't anything to pay attention to, sadly. You know, I yeah. throw it on. I love Adam Sandler. I'll watch everything he puts out, um, mm-hmm. and I will laugh at it. But this movie had actual substance around it, at least. 100%. And I will say... It is not better than Hubie Halloween, which I just am a sucker for Hubie Halloween. Dude. <laughs> you want some soup? <laughs> the thermos. The thermos. He just whips people with it. Yeah. Oh, Ray Liotta too. Fucking fantastic. Freaking legendary movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Have, uh, Blake Anderson. You get him back in here. Some workaholics uh, reunion. No Durs. I was hoping Durs was going to show up, but nope. me too. Me too. Get love me some, love me some of the workaholics guys. Yeah, I just ran through that entire show. I think it was like two years ago. It's good. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. It's the shit. Um, yeah, uh, there's, I, I don't know. I feel like we'll spoil it anyways. But let's quickly just recap. Good laughs here and there. I think I had maybe one or two big laughs that yeah. uh, actually had me laughing in the belly. Enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um. It's a movie you can watch with a significant other because it's, it's kind of, I don't know, I don't think it's super romantic, but it's definitely a, a rom-com in a way. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, that was what I was going to say. This little Rel guy, is he just always a security guard? Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it. Because he was security <laughs> in uh, the, uh, Get Out. Yeah, 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 Get Out. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Like I said earlier, though, the twenty percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes seems it's, very harsh. It's very harsh. Like that's just. Like, we were joking about it before we started the show that it's like they mm-hmm. saw Happy Madison on it and they said, "Oh, no way!" and then immediately just knocked it down. Yeah. Um. Five point four on IMDb though, which is kind of in line with like I think where we have it, right? Uh, I gave it a six. You said you gave it a five and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that, fair enough. You know, you can't expect too much from a, a comedy in general. All I care about when I watch a comedy, am I going to laugh? And then is there exactly. at least some sort of a a plot to it? You know, it doesn't have to be anything uh-huh. incredible. But 
Yeah. It did a good enough job. I think so, too. And it had the funny James Bond reference, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, exactly. played James Bond. He was the fifth guy to play James Bond. Yeah. Which that James Bond funny. does he look like? Fifth. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, uh, um, oh, man, like, who's the latest one who just died? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, yeah. Um, it, I feel like our James Bond, at least growing up, it was Pierce. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then later, probably, what, middle school, that's when Craig took over? Yeah. It was always Pierce Brosnan just because he was on the cover of the N64 game. Yeah. Oh, those are good fucking games, too. Hell yeah. Dude, it's on It's on Game Pass now. Oh, I've shit. been playing it on my Xbox for the hell of it. Okay. Hell yeah. I like the one, uh, I would always play that sniper mode with yeah. the, the train level. Where, you know, you each start off on the other side of the train tracks and you uh-huh. just snipe each other. Fantastic. We always did slaps only. You could only use your slap. You could <laughs> yeah, only the use karate, karate chop. chop. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, classic games. Absolutely classic. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, it's a stream on Netflix. Watch it. it it's an easy thing yeah. to throw on. It's only like an hour and a half. It's um, definitely worth a stream yeah. at home for sure. Uh, yearly ranking wise, you know, after we applied our rankings, it, it doesn't crack the top 10. It's currently tied for 17th. (laughs) So, Mm. uh, yeah, it will not be making it into our top five for the end of the year. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not worth a watch. If you need a a lighthearted movie that you barely have to pay attention to and you want to laugh a good bit, Mm -hmm. this is, this will probably work. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but as always, if you don't want any more spoilers for this film, uh, there really isn't a ton. We're probably just going to talk about what the funniest parts of the movie were. Uh, but if that bothers you, you can head on out, and we'll see you next week where we spoil the hell out of Mission Possible. You got that right. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, in general, it, this so this wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I... Remember watching the trailer, and I actually thought the entire movie was going to take place inside of a bank. <laughs> and, yeah. like, while it was getting robbed, and then he was going to slowly discover that, wait a minute, these are my new in-laws or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously was not that. <laughs> yeah. Um, What do you think was the funniest part of this movie? I loved when he was getting his ass beat as Shrek. Me too. That was I down the lost the my shit when he did that. <laughs> um, for, well, first I started cracking up when they were, you know, they, they planned this heist. They have to make money to, um, save his fiance or whatever. And they're rolling into the bank and he's just dressed as Shrek. And it's kind of like, it's insinuated throughout <laughs> the whole movie that like Shrek is his favorite movie. Uh-huh. And so just to see him pop in, painted up as Shrek, it's not even a good Shrek costume. Yeah. They're just in, like, the outlaws are in casual, like, more discreet, like, landscaping or whatever yeah. the hell disguises. <laughs> he's just in full-on Shrek makeup, and, like, he's got the pillow in his stomach and all that. Yeah, that that shit's funny. And then, like, Adam Devine in general, anything he's in when he's just, like, screaming, I laugh. Oh, yeah. You know, he just he's so funny, up. dude. Especially whenever, yeah, he's good at, like, screaming and just being, like... <laughs> like whatever he's just always just like screaming it's yeah like. <laughs> it's great like the workaholic scene that turned into like a 
a, a meme on TikTok. Like, I almost died. Yeah. <laughs> He's just great at just screaming. And then um, he does that a lot in this movie. He just randomly screams. Um. But and then he, the guy that beat him up, he's like, I was getting beat up by the guy that looks like The Rock's character in Moana. <laughs> yeah, and he had to give him C- he had to give him CPR. He had a heart attack. Yeah, saved his life, and then at the end of the heist, they made sixty dollars. <laughs> that was so funny, and they're driving through this uh, cemetery. So I want to make a movie, and uh, I, I thought of this while we were watching this where, you know, at first they give him a squirt gun because they didn't trust him mm-hmm. with a real gun. And then finally they <laughs> do give him the real gun. And I'm like, dude, I would lose my shit if he accidentally just killed himself immediately. Like <laughs> that would be so horrible and unexpected, <laughs> but I would laugh so goddamn hard because of how stupid it would be. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, that's how I want to make a movie, and that's how I want to, you know, end the movie Soprano style. Just yeah, he dies, and you're like, "What the fuck?" You know, just don't end it. stop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, brings back uh, haunting memories. Honestly, dude, I've been running through Sopranos YouTube shorts lately too. Did the movie just end, or did like did the power go out? What, what happened? And then the credits <laughs> roll. What the fuck? <laughs> um. I was also happy to see I, – I knew one of the Sandlers was going to be in it, but there were two Sandlers. He had the wife and his yeah. daughter. Oh, his um, daughter was in it? Yeah, his daughter was the um, – his niece or something like that. She oh. was there at, like, the hibachi table, and then she's at the wedding at the end uh, filming, like, the TikTok or whatever. Oh, okay. His, that's, that's the cool. daughter that looks a ton like um, Jackie, his wife. And it's, uh, it's interesting. Okay. Like she looks exactly like her and, um, uh, Sonny, the other daughter looks exactly like him. Oh, uh, and okay. Yeah. Also fun fact. She's named Sonny because, uh, him and his wife met on the set of big daddy, which I was going to say that's Sonny. big daddy, right? Yep. That's yep. awesome. There you go. That's cool as hell. Yeah. But, um, Sonny Sandler, Sonny Sandler. Uh, but yeah, you knew Happy Madison. I was hoping Adam was going to pop up just randomly, just like not even say anything, just be in the background eating a piece of cake or something. That would have been so funny. Yeah. That was another really good scene when they're fighting in the bakery and he's like, everything's cake in here. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah. So there's funny scenes, you know, the whole, um, uh, Adam Devine talked about it with Theo. I, I sent you that clip. Where yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, why are comedy so difficult to make anymore? And he's like, well, you know, he's saying how he's pitching a lot of ideas and all of the studio heads or whomever are like, why should we make this movie now? And he's like, almost everything they pitch that is going to be a comedy can't just be a comedy anymore. And that's why this movie, you know, it was more action based. Um, mm-hmm. it Not really but you know it it was but he says that's how you have to sell movies now it has to a not just be a a strict comedy or and or b there needs to be some like undertones of like a message which fuck fuck that i'm not watching a comedy to get lectured on polluting the world or some nonsense 
Like, yeah, we're I, watching that to laugh, laugh, and that's really it. Yeah. So that's I don't know. That that's such a shame that that's a thing now. Um, he talked about that with Theo, and then we won't get completely into it. But even like Theo right now, you know, you can't say things. Oh my gosh! Yeah, for comedy, and he gets uh, a strike on YouTube because he said something that someone didn't agree with, and it's just sad. I, I the way I think it should be, people can say whatever the hell they want, and then the populace can shit on them. For being a bad yeah. person, if that's the case, we don't yeah. need like some fucking uh, king going around setting laws for everyone. Fuck all that. Yeah, it's yeah. stupid. Yeah, but we're gonna get a strike on our channel. Cause here we go. Yeah. Say it. Say it. Say it. Unbelievable tired. Unbelievable tired. Here, I'll, I'll just bleep this whole section, then people can think what about whatever they <laughs> we say. Yeah. Yeah. Take your wildest guesses. What we're saying yeah. right now. Yeah. There you go. And then give us a strike. <laughs> we'll take it. I don't even think we can get a strike because we're not even on the partner program. Yeah, fuck you, so YouTube. We can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's really it. There's not a ton to talk yeah, about of, this yeah. comedy. It's funny. It, it's worth yeah. watching. Just throw it on and uh-huh. enjoy. I was surprised Pierce Brosnan is in this like at yeah, all. Yeah, me too. Because it's like... I'm really hoping he's not kind of in the uh, De Niro scenario where he has to yeah. uh, make any movie he can because someone's spending all of his money. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I knew that he was like English or something like. I didn't know he was just full on Irish. So he's just Irish I, as hell. I didn't think he was either, but there he is. Yeah, I thought he was maybe like an English dude or something like that. But yeah, just good old Irish boy. It's like a uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it was just funny that Michael Rooker was always chugging like whatever the Pepto Bismol or something. Yeah, and he was like <laughs> dunking some whiskey in it too. Yeah, so yeah. it was like random. He, I didn't know he was in this. He just kind of came out of nowhere, and he was. He's good. got a very distinguishable face, even whenever yeah. he's not painted like Yondu. All I see is Yondu. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking mohawk. <laughs> the um, his dad, Adam Devine's dad, in the movie that Richard Kind yeah. is his name. I. Don't know what the hell he's been in, but it's like his mouth is way too big for his face, and I always <laughs> recognize him as soon as I see him. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know where I've seen you, but I have. He does a lot of voice work, I think, too. That makes sense. Very distinguishable voice. Oh, he was molting the bug's life. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Oh, that's good. Okay. American Daddy's done Family Guy. Rabbi Goldstein. <laughs> yeah, this is He's a, big okay. Mouth. There you go, cousin Andy. Cool. Be with some butthead. Hell yeah. Yeah. So he's done a lot of good stuff. He's. I think that's just his character too. He always plays like the annoying father figure or something. Yeah, like kind of. It's just kind of his thing. Maybe he is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Watch it on Netflix. It's it's worth throwing on. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more. I gotta buy tickets to Mission Impossible. I gotta get that done. I wanna go see it. And, uh, yeah, I was hoping to see it tonight, but no, not happening. Yeah, definitely, definitely see that. Yeah, I will do that before we record next week and we can get in it because, um, I got high hopes. I got high hopes, not just because of my expectations before, but now you're telling me 
your one word review epic. That's those are my uh, that's my standard right now. That'll do it for this episode, and uh, we'll check you next week. Yeah, big one next week, everybody. Yeah.